0: you think it's risky living with a friend it's 10 times more risky going into business with a friend don't invest 10 grand with them or whatever don't don't do it just don't like so then I think that leads us on to the next point of like okay well you're saying don't don't go into business with uh, a partner don't go into business with a friend how do you find the right person to go into business with Hi, I'm Lucy. And I'm Yasmin. And we started
1: an online community called Econ Girls Club because we had no friends.
0: Well, no, we had friends, just not friends working in e-commerce, D2C marketing and brand building like us. And now we do. Econ Girls Club is the first international community exclusively for girls in e-commerce. And we have a lot to say about it. So we started a podcast. We'll be here each week to talk about the highs and lows of entrepreneurship building online business and the problems we face in the e-com industry. And we'll also be sharing the stories of the amazing women within our community
1: who are all crushing it. So let's get into it.
0: It's my no microphone. It's on the floor.
1: <laughs> oh. Phone's on the floor. Got it. Can you hear me better now? Oh my god, your agile
0: mic. <laughs> yeah, no, like... I thought you said your phone's on the
1: floor. Hello. Hello. And hello to everyone listening. Gosh, feels feel so professional. Hi to everyone listening.
0: Hopefully there are a few of you.
1: <laughs> I'm just triple checking we we've pressed all the record buttons. Anyone who's done a podcast before, I imagine this is what it feels like, t- like getting a plane to take off as well. There's a
0: lot of buttons to press. Yeah. I mean, it's a minefield. It's a minefield, let's be honest. It's not, yeah... It's like, I thought you'd literally just plug in a microphone and you're away. But no, there's software downloads, there's settings. But I think we're kind of there now, I hope. We are, but let's just like, if we skip back
1: like about two minutes where I was ready to start and hadn't even realised that my microphone was on the floor of my apartment. So I I think we still have some way to go. Um, But we got this. We have. And, well, how's your
0: day going, Yasmin, in Dubai? Good. Good. Um, Sun's shining. It's a beautiful day. Literally no complaints today, which obviously makes a big difference to yesterday where I was having a meltdown. But, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm starving, by the way. I'm starving. I haven't eaten yet, which is not a good move. But I'm trying to do this... um, like I'm trying to this is boring content but I'm trying to shorten my eating window oh my god my lights just died my selfie lights just doesn't matter you can't even
1: tell like you can't even you can't tell see this is the thing Yasmin and I well I have an extensive ring light set up going on I've got three at the the moment Um, but yeah you guys are getting a a front row seat to like the behind the scenes of what actually goes on to people filming podcasts here Um, but I'm glad your day is going well Yeah, how about you? How's your day going? Well, my day is 4pm here because I am four hours ahead of Dubai in Hong Kong at the moment. And yeah, it's been good as well. The sun is also shining. Like, for those who don't know, winter in Hong Kong is probably the best time of year because it's not humid and it's like perfect for hiking. And I don't know, it's just, yeah, Um, January's been good so far and I'm in a good mood. But I'm excited for our topic today
0: um yeah it's gonna be juicy I don't know how much to divulge what to say what not to say so I'm just gonna go with the flow and say what comes to me um, that's what we have editors for <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean if we don't if if there's anything that's like too close to the margin we like we can just chop it out but I feel like the juicy bits that's the real tea and that's what people want to hear because that's like the reality of co-founding businesses, the highs yeah. and the lows. Yeah. So, as Yasmin just briefly mentioned, today
1: we're going to talk about um solo founding a business versus having a co-founder. And it's interesting because again, like many things, Yasmin and I have had like completely different experiences. For me, Ecom Girls Club is the first time I've actually like launched a project with a co-founder. Um I've been involved in other things with co-founders before and it hasn't worked out or I've pulled out, which we will go into. But other than that, every other kind of business project, my main business, the Leaf Group, solo founder. Whereas Yasmin, yeah, I'll
0: let you take it away. But you've kind of done the opposite, really. I have never founded a business without a co-founder. Um, but it's really interesting. This will often come down to personality types. So my personality. Have you ever done the personality test? There's like Is that the um, one with the left. I don't know. I'm not sure. I did it. Sixteen. Uh, Jim got me to do it. Like when we first met. And I am a campaigner <laughs> and if you go like, uh, yeah, he does process. <laughs> like he had to do yeah a- mm-hmm. yeah yeah um something like that so
1: Jim is Yasmin's boyfriend to anyone who didn't get that
0: oh uh, yeah 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 <laughs> he's the best um anyway I, I I'm a campaigner and actually it's really interesting because I read again the, literally last week what that actually means and it will say it says a campaigner will typically always look for a co-founder when starting any new venture or business so it literally is within my nature to look for co-founders um whereas Lucy for you i guess it's it's the kind of well you're just a different personality type and so you've kind of gone forth and done it without but this it it's i think it's really interesting to like start on that point because a lot of the time it really is just personal preference as to whether you have a co-founder or you don't and it's fine to not and it's fine to have a co-founder like either way it's whatever suit whatever floats your boat so yeah we are literally opposite
1: and um it's interesting because I have done I know which one you mean the personality test it's that like 16 one 16 personality types. I've done it too and I'm a protagonist ah what does that mean same as Obama so I was like I'll take that um which is Again, it's like leader kind of situation. And I mean, it depends whether you prescribed this or not, but I just love a bit of woo-woo. And I'm also an Aries, which is the same thing, like the same thing, like very like fiercely independent. Like I will just like bosh my way Ooh. through things by myself. Go go. But like it comes with its downsides as well. And well, I mean, I can say, I've told you this already, like it's been so nice to do something with someone in like a partnership, Um, this time around with Ecom Girls Club. But yeah, I I agree with you. I think it is like personal preference. I know plenty of people who have been extremely successful solo founders who would never be able to do what they do with someone. And at the same time, I know so many examples of people who, you know, just want to do it with with a person. Um, So, I mean, I think that's like our first question, which I will let you answer first is, is it better to have a co-founder, do you think, overall?
0: I think it depends okay so i think it's generally speaking net positive to have a co-founder i have a biased opinion on that because i've not done it the other way which is why it's really good to have your account and my account um pros of having a co-founder for me are the, the biggest one for me comes down to driving force so for me the power of two is obviously double the power of one and on the days where i frankly cannot be bothered, or if I'm having a meltdown, or if I wake up and like I'm on my period and I just, I just don't wanna do the thing, having a co-founder means that nine times out of 10 on the down days, on your down days, that they're, they're still gonna show up. And so I have found that over the course of the last seven, no, 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 six years that I've been in business, um, like from having my own businesses, that for me, that kind of counterbalance system has always been really really beneficial um there are loads of other pros for instance skill sets so like I'll always naturally gravitate or identify a co-founder who has an opposite skill set to me that will obviously bring equal value to the business so when I was running elementary my co-founder was a chartered accountant I am so bad with numbers well I'll get told off for saying that because it's like don't don't put yourself down like that but I just know, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses, and sadly, numbers just are not a strength of mine. So I plugged that weakness by by partnering with a trust accountant who then looked after all the operations and the finances of the business, which are the things that I don't enjoy. So that worked really well. Um, with Cloth Project, Sasha's strengths are in paid media and marketing strategies as a whole, that allows me to focus on product um, and then we both feed into brand. We, we do the numbers together, to be honest, because it's, yeah. That's just how it is at the moment. So like, and then f- with you and I, Luce, you're like organized queen and you're so on it and you're so punctual and you're so, yeah, you're just, you're just there, the time, you show up. not all the time. Literally, but you hold me accountable. So this accountability piece for me is why having a co-founder is so important. And I think you can apply that to any discipline, whether it's fitness, exercise, diet, business, if you have someone, an accountability partner, your chances of success, I don't know what the stat is on that, but for me, it's a lot higher. No, that's super interesting. And yeah, I
1: think having this experience has definitely like opened my eyes to what it is like having a co-founder. And I think one of the best things for me has been when you run your own businesses by yourself like <laughs> it sounds a bit weird but you end up having a lot of conversations in your head to yourself because at the end of the day any decisions that that is made is my decision to make whether it's about my team or like clients or the best course of action what to prioritize so it, like sometimes it does go round around your head and I mean that's where like mentors and stuff come in and I'm really really fortunate to have a lot of people supporting me um but it is hard and it is lonely and sometimes like I've realised with Econ Girls Club where if there's something we're not sure about, we just voice note each other. Like, I frequently wake up to, like, voice notes from Yas. Or, like, you know, or, like... And <laughs> just, that. like, bouncing ideas off each other and, like, working through problems together. So I think that's definitely one thing I've noticed. And the other one... And I think this... To be fair, Yas, I think part of this is just down to partnering with you as a person, and I've been super fortunate in that, is that it's a lot less scary to do things sometimes when you have someone by your side. Especially, like, I used to really struggle with like putting myself out there especially like social media that kind of stuff which I know anyone who follows me now will be like what are you talking about you're constantly posting annoying things but (laughs) it's been a journey I used to be really like worried about that kind of stuff which now I quite frankly don't care and part of that is because you've taught me not to care about it and been like it's for the business we need to do it and like it makes you do it which is so great. And even like doing this podcast it would be way scarier if it was one of us doing it by ourselves but we're in it together and it kind of all all works out and it's so much less scary and we've got each other's back as well um so yeah I think that's the benefits but then
0: I think let's talk (laughs) about the cons I was gonna say this is where like
1: we've been fortunate and you know one of the reasons i've chosen to be a solo founder in the past where i've had opportunities to co-found with people is because you have to be so careful who you partner with it's it's a full relationship and yeah. you know like it takes some of the risk away if it's just you because it's only myself to blame but it's also like i'm I, i'm in control of it you know
0: and so um yasmin what what happens if it goes wrong <laughs> well i wouldn't i, I probably want to focus on less like what happens if it goes wrong more like what causes it to go wrong um no I just want to bring some color to this my first business as I've mentioned in the first episode I ran with my ex that's where you go wrong (laughs) don't I I mean look you do see multiple case studies of couples in business and it working for me the 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 risk and the problems that I found was there was literally no separation between work and personal. So uh, personal went out the window and uh, our whole lives were dominated by work. So when you're in a relationship with someone that can become really tricky. But more importantly, I think the professional boundaries just don't exist. So when you're in business with your partner and one of you isn't showing up or I don't know, it's a really, really stressful time on the business and tensions are high and it can become really overwhelming. Without those professional boundaries in place, things start to break down rapidly. I think that has that's kind of been my experience there. Whereas I, I do think that if you go into business with someone who you, you don't know, who isn't a friend or who isn't a partner, you then become friends, fine. But at the end of the day, you've not been friends for years and and also there's less to lose, right? You're not going to lose your entire relationship because of the business or a 10-year friendship because of the business. So the risk is a lot higher. The The professional boundaries don't really exist in the end or didn't for us. And I think that that was the biggest problem. You know, that mutual respect for one another in a nor corporate setting is very different to a mutual respect in a personal friendship yeah. or, or personal life. I, I just, I do really want to caveat because we've got a lot of agency founders and like ju- girl duos in our groups who, who were friends before and then went into business and it works. So this isn't like a blanket, don't do it. That's just my experience. Um, yeah, what do you think, Luce? I mean there are
1: so many variables right and it's interesting like your story you just told reminds me of I'm sure you're aware I'm a big fan so Chrissy Chela talks about it on like Diary of the CEO because she ran her I think one of her businesses was with her uh, boyfriend, fiance maybe and then they broke up and stayed working together which is like it must be incredibly hard um but yeah, I think everything you said is valid, and I do think it's important to stress that everyone's situations are so different as well. And like, yeah, whatever way you look at it. But I think b- the thing is right as well. Business overall is a risk. It's a
0: risk whether you do it with someone, <laughs> if you do it well, by I mean, yourself. Like, yeah, it's a risk regardless. It's just like, what's the t- what type of risk do you want to take? Um, like we 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 well, I started elementary. Before I met my ex, and then he kind of came on board as we started to scale and we needed resource. We then ran it for four years. We broke up, and we tried to run it for a year together, but but broken up. That that was really really hard because I can imagine. You know, like I I actually look back and I think in hindsight that must have been. I think that was the core reason why in the end we decided to go our separate ways in terms of the business, because yeah. it really does trickle down top down. So. Two co-founders, we weren't really even talking loose. Like that's, when, when I say that out loud, um, knowing that we were also running a business together, is, <laughs> is wild, it's is yeah. wild. It's like, obviously that's not gonna work. But the reality is like, we were in a situation where we had this business that was at that point, way more important, like, well, as we thought than the relationship. So we hung on to that. We were like, right, forget the personal life, put that to the ba- us on the back burner. It doesn't matter. We focus on the business this has to work it, it, just, but that it doesn't it doesn't work it didn't work because you have to have that unity and that formation from the get-go because that does trickle down so it was, it's a big risk to take it's a big risk to take also I mean we talk a lot
1: about like and it's very true how much I love having friends now in e-commerce and stuff from having econ girls club and xyz but at the same time it's really nice sometimes to like on a Friday, for example, shut my laptop after my last calls and go out with my friends in Hong Kong who, like most of them, won't ask me about what I did at work. So they don't like really care for eco, which is so actually nice sometimes. Yeah. And like yeah, I, I know the last thing I want to talk about on a Friday night is like UGC or like <laughs> row us, right? But they like, like ads <laughs> and ads. But at the same time, like I can imagine if you're working with the person that you founded the business with when you go home you're going home together and so then it's inevitable that you're going to end up talking about the business right like you never really turn off like there's no separation
0: yeah exactly I I think it's risky business um but like I said it can work I I would say now like if you're gonna go into business with someone you know like if that if that really is your only option my number one would be like don't do it if it's a friend a good friend it's almost like you know they say don't live with a friend because it ends in disaster. Yeah, yeah. I. It's exactly the same in business. If you think it's risky living with a friend, it's ten times more risky going into business with a friend. Don't invest ten grand with them or whatever. like Don't <laughs> don't do it. Just don't. Like so. Then I think that leads us on to the next point of like, okay, well, you're saying don't inv- don't go into business with uh, a partner. Don't go into business with a friend. Yeah. How do you find? the right person to go into business with. And I think it's
1: super interesting because until I'd really met you, I'd never, and you told me kind of your story with Cloth Project, I never really thought about it, the way that you go about seeking co-founders. So, and I mean, to caveat, anyone who's listened to the first episode, we didn't really, well, the universe brought us together, Yasmin. We didn't seek each other. We bumped into each other basically. And that's how this started. But Yasmin has been, I think it's really clever. Like you've been really strategic in how you've kind of like found someone to run cross project and bring your idea to life with you and like do it equally, blah, blah, blah. So I will hand over to you because I think yeah, I think it's really cool. So
0: please share. So oh please share. thanks, babe. I mean it's it's not that um yeah, it's not that impressive. I I literally looked on LinkedIn. But I think again, like I said this in the last episode and I'll say it again because it keeps showing up in my life. But luck is what happens when opera- opportunity meets preparation. So I literally went on LinkedIn. Um I prepared in my head like exactly the type of person that I needed if I were going to launch a jewelry brand and co-found co-partner with it was all of the skill sets that I didn't have and I I'd done my research into understanding what exactly are those skill sets i.e what does this business need to succeed that I cannot deliver myself list that down and then understand what that job title might look like in the market whether that's on LinkedIn or Upwork or Fiverr or whatever it is in my case I looked on LinkedIn it just so happened that the day I, I looked on LinkedIn I don't use LinkedIn Laura in our ecom girls club is going to be like seething at this because she's she massively Unreal. champions Unreal. she's, she's a like LinkedIn queen genius on LinkedIn but I randomly went on LinkedIn because Jim was like you need to just like look on those kinds of platforms um and Sasha popped up She'd written this post. She'd just left Monica Vinader. It was a LinkedIn post that had gone kind of viral. I think she had like 800 likes on it. We had one mutual connection and she looked great. She literally fit the brief. But I think because I knew that I could easily identify that that was the type of person and skill set that I needed, as soon as I saw it, it clicked. It was like, yes, that's who I need. So again, lucky that she popped up on my feed, but I was prepared to kind of receive that and, and like identify that, that that type of talent so i reached out to her and i just said hey look this is my background i've seen that you've just left monica vinada obviously one of the biggest jewelry brands in the uk um your skill set matches exactly what i'm looking for in co-founding a jewelry brand what do you think and we met at soho house white city she was like this i've literally been looking to do something like this again like very lucky on the timing but we we knew from the get-go immediately what we expected from each other So that's how I met Sasha. Um, And then yourself, Luce. But again, like we touched on this in the last episode. I don't know if like now's the right time to go into that. Again, like we've already gone through how we met. That was a chance encounter. But I say we were both prepared to receive that and kind of create an opportunity from that.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, it almost sounds silly, but I just when i've like founded small businesses as we said in the last episode i used to have a corporate job and i used to always do stuff on the side so i always did that by myself because it wasn't something i could really put my like full heart into and so it never made sense to do it with someone really because it was never like a a, a proper thing you know like i never i was quite committed at one point to being corporate ceo lucy um and then when i launched my own business like part of the reason I launched it was to kind of as well to solve problems for founders obviously but also to solve a problem for myself which was freedom of location so I was kind of like I guess on my own journey rather than seeking a co-founder but as someone pointed out to me I think people forget this is like they might get to a point with my agency where again there's loads of things I am not good at right you can have a you can bring in a co-founder if you find the right person who also wants to be a part of the business you don't have to start with them you know you can there's plenty of examples of people who have brought someone in to help them run a company and they've gone 50 50 on equity or whatever um so I think that's important and also I just never really thought to look to be honest but again maybe that's down to like personality type but I never thought to like seek someone I just kind of was like I don't know anyone who'd be interested so I'll just do it myself but which has turned out great, to be honest, like it's so fine. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just I'd never thought about looking, I guess, which so it's a good story to share, yes, because hopefully it'll inspire others who maybe might not feel confident enough to launch something by themselves because they have a lacking skill set. But you can find someone to do that with you is the
0: message. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it depends on the type of business that you want to launch, right? Like, some businesses, you might just need a co-founder to get it going because it, yeah. it depends, right? You might just not have enough yeah. skill or understanding of that remit. And it to be honest, it might just not be worth the time and money it would take you to learn that. For instance, yeah, a yeah. four-year finance course, you're not going to do that. Find a co-founder who's already done that and, <laughs> yeah. and kind of go that way. However, there are other types of businesses where you can get going and you might invest a year of your time to become established or launch that brand or whatever like there's there are ways where you can like learn enough to take a brand to market or a product to market you see this happening all the time you see students doing this in their bedrooms like if they can do it guys you can do that drive or increase the value of your business whether that's monetary value or just proposition proof of concept to then approach potential co-founders because that would also help you in terms of that commercial structure. You might not need to go 50 50 and dilute yourself down that much. If you've already got proof of concept, a few sales, and you're generating revenue, you're in a much stronger position. So it's case by case. um, But I'd say it definitely comes down to the type of business and your personal understanding of that category as to whether you need a co founder or
1: or not. That leads to like, I think, probably the most interesting question, like what?
0: leads to a successful partnership? I'd say number one is having a clear understanding of your respective roles and responsibilities from day one. So for instance, with Cloth Projects and with Sasha, we have a shareholders agreement, which is a fairly standardised template. But we then have that backed up by essentially a services contract. So I literally have a section, Sasha has a section, and we have bullet points of what we're both required to bring to the table in terms of our roles and responsibilities. And it can it becomes quite clear because you can literally see it in black and white, the weightedness of that. And it's very equally split between Sasha and I. So we're 50-50 within Cloth Project. So I'd have that laid out from the get go. That's really, really vital. Um, secondly, do you like each other? So I remember when we invested in our first, when we invested in our first brand, uh, talent led brand, about three years ago we put quite a significant chunk of cash down and someone said to me only partner and only invest in businesses with founders who you would be prepared to walk down the aisle with and it's it's, you are essentially wedding into that business if you are investing if you are taking equity or if you are giving equity to anybody it's the same as walking down the aisle so that's the first question would would i walk down the aisle with this person Um, i.e. do I like this person enough to spend the next x number of years with them because it it's a journey you hear people and stories of brands flipping in three years that's that's amazing if you can do that but it's very ambitious the reality is if you want to exit a business it's a five-year trajectory 10-year trajectory you're in it for the long run so make sure you like that person they would honestly be my two
1: biggest pieces of advice I think as well like you've got to understand like I always think there's so many good analogies for it because it is like having a relationship right like and having a business is like having a baby so you know you're gonna get stressed like it's gonna get hard there's gonna be bad days and like we're all human right and I think one of the things that I also think is like super important whether you're running a business or just with your team to a certain extent is like honesty like like, you have gotta be honest like even like yesterday, Yaz was having a bad day yesterday. And like I've had many a bad day whilst we've been running Ecom Girls Club. And we're just honest about it. Like, it's just like send a WhatsApp being like, hey, sorry, like I'm having a bad day. I'll be back on form tomorrow. And it's just like easier than being like, oh, what did I do? You know, like, it's just, if you're just honest with each other and honest about also even more important than that, right from the start, honest about like what you want to achieve, how much time, you're going to put in because for Yasmin and I this is Ecom Girls Club is our like second baby we both have other businesses and you know how much you want to achieve the goals you know of the club or whatever it is and you know I've I've backed out of um projects before where I was going to found a business with like multiple founders and things because I just had to be really honest and was like I'm really sorry I just don't have time and I'd rather tell you that now than enter into a shareholder agreement and not be able to keep up with what my end of the bargain is. So I think it is like, you've got to be one, really honest with yourself as well, because this is the other thing I think. To, some, I think sometimes like starting a business has become a bit like trendy because it is so accessible, which is so great. It's not for everyone, you know, and I've got plenty of friends who are like, love what you're doing loose, but I'd rather stick pins in my eye than run a business and I'm like I commend you for saying that and knowing that you know like there's nothing wrong with that but you have to be really honest with yourself if you're a solo founder or a co-founder as to what you actually want and whether it's actually for you and that might change a few years in and you just have to keep having those conversations right exactly
0: exactly and it's like also you know just because you enter into an agreement it doesn't mean you're stuck in that agreement there are always ways of flexing and manoeuvring and making changes to your equity position if you lose interest or you have other priorities yes exactly it's not like okay you sign this piece of paper and you're signing your life away i know this kind of contradicts the whole marriage walking down the aisle analogy <laughs> that's probably more relevant to like f- funding businesses um but i'd say both both um schools of thought are are important to have in your mind when you're going into these these agreements. Things can change and I'd say as well expect things to change because they do. Nothing stays the same whether that's the friendship, the relationship and importantly the state of the business. Hopefully it's a successful one and it starts to scale and it flies and th- actually that's when the real serious conversations start to cu- to come into play and start to happen. In the first like early days from what I've experienced the first six months are always a bit of a trial and error the novelty is still there it's a lot of fun it's very exciting um as we were saying Lucy the other day at the end of the day if you're not starting to make money that passion and that enthusiasm will run out very very quickly so get your commercials right get your numbers straight understand is this a profitable business that is one of my favorite
1: sayings at the moment. As you know, I've been banging on about it to so many people because I've been involved in projects before where like the finances haven't even been, like the numbers haven't been run. And I'm like, well, then I'm not getting involved because, you know, like you can have, you can have such a passion for something. And this is a whole other topic as like whether you should make your passion uh, your business. But like, no matter how much you love something, if you get to the point where like you're a couple of years in or i don't know probably sooner than that to be honest if you you do it because you love it but you're not making money it will get really unfun really quickly so like agree yeah agree. it is just well it's not just only a, unfun it's, matter of fact yeah <laughs> yeah uh,
0: it, not only unfun but this is where the test of the relationship really the strength of that that relationship and of the foundations really come into play and so this is where it's really important that you've got your roles and responsibilities laid out so that you can both be saying look we are doing everything we can for this business the other thing to remember is when you go into business and you become a director of that business the business's um needs and requirements always have to come before your own that's just the law sadly yeah so it is your fiduciary duty to show up for that business but and and in the same breath for your co-founder, um, and this is again why I like having a co-founder because it's like right I'm not just showing it's like a sports team it's like I I play netball right and I show up I love playing sport because on the days that I don't want to do it I have to fucking do it for them and it's the same as running a business like you just yeah. got to do it for for your business and for your co-founder, and I do th- I do think though like
1: one of the things that made it maybe has made it easier for us so far as well is that we've both run businesses before so we both understand what that's like I think that makes it a bit easier as well and I think I mean maybe you had a different interpretation but I think off the bat pretty quickly we both realized we were both driven and we weren't the kind of people who did things half-heartedly which is something I look for in like people I hire as well because just as a I'm just someone who tends to be like quite all in or like not interested there's never an in-between which is good Same. and bad but yeah. it meant that, like, I could tell pretty quickly that Yaz was also like, okay, we're doing this, so let's do it. And <laughs> that has made it, like, yeah. a lot easier. And we, it, it was quite easy for us to, like, we were also able to see pretty quickly, like, who naturally did what. Like, Yaz was like, I'll do the Instagram, you do the LinkedIn. And it just, like, worked. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's a good place for us to stop on, like, that happy fairy tale story of Econ Girls Club. Yeah, I guess.
0: Love that. Perfect place to for- stop. Plus, I'm about to run out of juice and my housemates trying to get in this so yeah. let's yeah. call it a day real, life, real life
1: real life real life real life
0: but we hope you all
1: enjoyed the episode and there is much more to come so have a good day wherever you are
0: thanks everyone bye bye if you enjoyed this episode be sure to hit the subscribe button on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts And to get involved with Ecom Girls Club, search for at Ecom Girls Club on Instagram. And if you feel like taking your Instagram
1: stalking one step further, we are both also on Instagram at Yasmin Sheik and
0: at Lucy CG.